This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. You know, in the real world of the customer, do they know what DVI stands for? Or even what an inspection really is? Have you thought about calling it a vehicle health check? From the Aftermarket Radio Network, hi there, Carm Capriato here. And my panel today on the Town Hall Academy discusses the importance of transparency with your customer and why you may want to change the term DVI to something else. Hey, thanks to our sponsor, Shopware and Delphi Technologies. Face it, your car count and your ARO are the first two numbers that tell you where your shop stands. And those are the first two numbers that Shopware customers see grow. Yep, get more profits when you talk to my friends at GetShopware.com. Hey, did you clean the fuel tank the last time you replaced a fuel pump? Well, contamination buildup in the tank not only impacts your vehicle's performance, but you know what? It can also damage the fuel pump. Clean your fuel tank for your customer in five minutes with Delphi Technologies' fuel tank cleaning tool. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. So glad you are here. Uh, I have a great panel. Clint White, coaching with integrity, service advisor, coach, and shop consultant. Hello, Clint. Hello, Carm. How's it going? Great, man. Thank you so much for being here. Ryan Von Steinen, general manager, JB Import Automotive Repair, St. Petersburg, Florida. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here, man. Adam Liu, Essential Auto Care, Middle Village, New York, three locations. Hello, Adam. How you doing, Carm? So, guys... I remember hearing Clint talk about this and I said, wow, what an incredible topic that we have to cover. I think acronyms to customer, hey, we did this DVI, we want to send it to you and the customer's scratching their head. What the hell does that mean? I mean, we are an industry that has more acronyms than anything. We really do. I want to talk about this and I want to talk about the fact that we need to adopt and adapt. We Should we talk DVIs internally and then make a mistake in the face of the customers? Do we have to change the culture and what we name things? But I got to tell you something. I was watching a commercial last night from a local Cadillac dealer. And you've seen these ads over and over. It doesn't matter what town you're in. You know what they tell you about their certified Cadillac? It goes through a 172-point inspection. And I'm saying, oh my God, this, you know, thank you for showing the commercial because we're having this show today and maybe they should call it something different because everybody calls it a 150, 172 point inspection. And what's that tell me? Does that tell me that, that we put this vehicle in perfect health for a lifetime of service? What else could they really be saying? And that's kind of what we want to talk about here today. So Clint, let's just, uh, why not DVI? Well, I think the term digital vehicle inspection, which is, I think it served its time. It it got us to where we're at right now, but let's break that down for a second. Digital. What is digital? I mean, do you have a watch? It's an outdated terminology that once stood for something uh, modern and cutting edge, but let's be honest, it's kind of meaningless now to the majority of our clients. And then vehicle inspection. Uh, Like you said, Carm, the the Cadillac dealership does a a hundred thousand point vehicle inspection, a 28 point, a 12 point. Yeah. I don't know how many points of light we have to have in this. It's too ambiguous and it's all too similar to that term state inspection, which points everybody towards a very surface level look over with very minimal standards that one's vehicle must simply pass or fail. Totally agree with you. And Adam, you're in New York like I am, and we have to do inspections. 
I guess people are used to that, but it's in your particular case, the word inspection is just a, it's a passe thing. Well, we do state inspections, and uh, a lot of times when we are explaining, or in, in the past when we have explained our courtesy inspection process, people would get it confused with a uh, state inspection. So then we would have to kind of like backtrack, and it would just cause confusion. To your point, you know, we work with a lot of industry acronyms as well as like industry speak and even stuff that we still speak about in the shop. It doesn't really translate well to our customers and our clients, and especially for us too. Uh, one of the things that we kind of deal with is a lot of you know English being a second or third language to for a lot of our our, uh, our our customers and clients, and so being more practical in terms of the way that we explain things to to our uh, customers and clients makes the most sense. I love it. Thank you. We've already got people chiming in. The words "vehicle health report." So you know we are perfect on this discussion. And although I, I believe the top shop operators have adopted some new names, what we need to do and the whole purpose of what, what I do in advancing the aftermarket is to get that next tier. Because the more we're all as an industry talking about it, the greater it is for us to continue the share that we have of 70% of vehicles out of warranty come to the aftermarket. But man, I tell you, I've been reading. They're coming hard after us. Hard after us. In fact, I even hear some dealership groups are going out and buying independents and just running them like that so that they can learn about what we do. So I think it's critical. Ryan, thank you so much for being here. You're on vacation and you found time to be here. Thank you. You probably have the same feel. I mean, you guys are both on here because I, I believe you changed it from DVI to vehicle health, right? Yeah. Shortly after taking Shopware and making that our new software, it became apparent that what we're doing is really different and it's to a much higher level than we'd done before as far as the information we're sharing. So it made sense then. And it and I really believe it clicked from one of your previous podcasts. And I could be wrong, but we're, the other thing is we're in such a big healthcare area. It seemed like it was uh, a good adoption. I've been going to the doctor a lot lately. This hurts, that hurts. And don't ask me the annual stuff. And this whole healthcare thing, we... Clint, I, I think you and I may have gone on ad nauseum about the parallels between what we do and, and the healthcare industry that why not call it a health report? Because so many things can go wrong with the vehicle and it doesn't, it can't call up the phone and say, Doc, I'm hurting over here. What can you do for me? It's our job to be proactive. We're the car doctors. Yeah, absolutely. We have to treat every vehicle as though it is a patient. And so I, I really point towards when I coach shops to change the name of their DVI and how they present it. I really point them towards an in-depth vehicle health and safety evaluation. And if you live in a state that doesn't allow you to utilize the word safety, my condolences. But I truly believe that in-depth vehicle health and safety evaluation, the first thing it does is it conveys value. The challenge that we have is that many of us, I would say the majority of our industry, gives this inspection away. It is a lost leader. If you're if you're a healthily run shop, you're paying your technicians to do said inspection and they do a great job, but you don't charge for it. And so we're challenged in, in, in the fact that we don't give it the right verbiage. And so I'm going to I'll say something that may challenge many of you here. Courtesy. How much is courtesy worth? It's a low value word. Free. Well, that's definitely a low value word. And so that's why I point towards starting it off with in-depth. What else is it? Cursory? Surface? Partial? No, it's in-depth. So I think it's important that we focus on the words that we use in this industry, not just straying away from acronyms, but making sure that every piece of verbiage that we implement conveys value to the customer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. 
Guys, tell me if I'm right or wrong here. Let me repeat what he just said. In-depth vehicle health and safety evaluation. Oh, wow. Those are a lot of words. And if that customer wasn't, you know, didn't have their ears turned on and their attention being paid, they'd skim right over all those words. I thought about Adam and Ryan was, if you're going to use that and adopt that as your cell, then you have to say it's slow. One of the issues that we encounter is um, when we are speaking to customers and clients, depending on who we're talking to, we have to kind of change the pace in which we're speaking. We have to use different words sometimes because, you know, some people just don't have the, uh, the same command of the English language as, uh, as another person. Speaking slow is definitely a thing. Also using the right words. As a counterpoint to what Clint was saying, uh, in-depth is great. However, I've also experienced where some customers and clients, they've gotten it confused with diagnostics or testing. And so let's say, for instance, uh, generally speaking, I mean, when we're performing a DVI or a multi-point inspection, uh, as we would call it in the industry, it's relatively a surface level inspection, right? You're not taking anything off. We're not performing testing. We're not performing any sort of like truly in-depth kind of inspection. It's going to be everything from a visual standpoint. I found that a lot of times that has to be made clear to some customers at the very least, because we've had instances where uh, customers would come back to us and say, well, you know, you have this whole write-up and how come you didn't catch this when you did your inspection or your, uh, you know, your health check? And so like a counter talking point, in-depth is great. I love, you know, using words that really describe what it is to me. However, it can be confusing or can be misconstrued by customers sometimes. That's just what we've experienced. And maybe it's just a New York thing. I don't know. But um, No, I, I would agree <laughs> with, with Adam on this is when Clint says it, he's very well spoken. It sounds great. But I'm someone who's verbose in how I write service, which is writing stuff that's a presentation now. And I found um, through hiring people that are better than me, uh, less can be more. That's why I do like just calling it a vehicle health report. But I think those words that Clint's speaking about in depth need to be part of the conversation when you're speaking about it. But the simplicity is something I've been working on personally. So it sounds amazing from Clint, but I try to keep it simple. <laughs> Man, I hate to overcomplicate things. That's no fun. <laughs> well, I, well, I do it all the time. So uh, I'm, I'm constantly getting feedback about it. So to address Adam and both Ryan, everybody's got a little bit of a different viewpoint of what a DVI is. And I know that this particular episode of Town Hall Academy isn't really an in-depth view of what uh, the DVI is, should be, shouldn't be. But I think it's worth at least throwing out there, call it what it is to you. So if you are doing a cursory, visual-only, very quick look at the only uh, uh, non-tool components of the vehicle, right? So you, you're you popping the hood, giving it a gander, and checking some boxes. If that's what you do, definitely don't overvalue it. I don't mean to offend, but don't overvalue it with words that that absolutely you know ooze value. I can tell you that in the shops that I've run, it's an evaluation. That's why I call it evaluation. An inspection is just a quick looky look. An evaluation is a physical assessment, including a test drive of the entire vehicle performed by a seasoned expert technician in which the condition of every accessible system in the vehicle is scrutinized, documented, and reported to the customer in easily understandable format. And so- Amazing. That's the way I run a shop. That's the way I want to give. It's like going to the doctor. Can you imagine going to the doctor and he says, oh, we just do a courtesy inspection of you. What? But I want to know. No, 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 no. We don't have time for that. You see, speed of service is more important than your actual health. And so that opens up a whole other potential debate of how deep do we go? 
That's great for sure. You're green in all these areas. Well, doctor, how close am I to red? (laughs) I think in terms of what Clint is referring to is, you know, maybe we're talking about two different types of inspections. Just for instance, one of the things that I've heard thrown around in the industry is, you know, the courtesy inspection and the paid inspection. You know, how a paid inspection might be more of what Clint is speaking about, about like a total evaluation. And a courtesy inspection is uh, less than that because it is not something that you're having your technician spend as much time on and uh, go over the same amount of things. So I completely understand where Clint is coming from. And um, if it's a paid inspection, then maybe in-depth applies a lot more. My question then would be, is if you have two levels of inspection, that's fine. But if you don't, if you don't have two levels of inspection, where does that put you? How do you make that decision? And that's, uh, again, maybe for another show, right, Carm? But it, it really opens up the, how do we make the decision on what to examine and to critique and scrutinize and document for our customer? Because here's, here's my take on it is that as an average consumer, when I go to the doctor and I get the full panel and the checkout and, the, and I assume when I leave, he knows what's going on. And if something were to fall off in the parking lot, I would question his integrity. So the same thing can apply in our industry is the average consumer, when they have had an inspection, a courtesy evaluation, whatever you want to call it, to them, they're the same. And so in in my opinion, I believe that we should give as much as possible. We should provide as much information as possible. And so having two different inspections may be a business model, but it's one that I have have a challenge in coaching towards. Hey, aren't you tired of being tired after a crazy day at the shop? Take the frustration out of your work by speeding up the processes that bog you down. Start a repair order based on a can job. Check. Order parts from a menu that includes every supplier within seconds. Check. Now send all that information with photos or videos to a customer via a live chat on their phone. What? (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. Check that box. Get an approval faster than ever so you don't tie up a bay for hours. Check. Hey, it gets even better. Once they see the summary of work they need, next time they ask you to fix one or two more items today. Boom, that bill goes up and you make more. Then, get this, they pay you on their phone before they even pick up their car. This could be your life, my friend. Talk to my friends at GetShopware.com. As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles. And safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line, and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. So this tool that we have, be it tangible or intangible, is called DVI. 
It's our way of describing what it is that we're going to do to the vehicle internally. If I went out and I bought this really neat, new, cool Autel scanner tool thing, I wouldn't tell the customer, I'm going to do an Autel on your car. And then we were struggling with the words diagnostics versus testing. What is it that we're really doing? People don't maybe appreciate the word diagnostics is too uppity, too high level for them to think. Say, listen, we got to do some testing. Murray Voth wrote a great article just recently published up in, up in Canada. And Murray is basically trying to say, we got to change the word labor rate to something else. And I know what it is. In fact, I wanted Murray to come on and, and do a show with me on it. I think some of the terminology that we use in our business maybe has been lazy because it's the only thing we ever knew. It felt comfortable to us, but does it really in the face of the customer? And that's why we're here. We're here to try to motivate people to do what you feel is best. Clint, you're 100% right. Adam, you're right. Ryan, you're right. You're all right. But I think what you need to do that's right is to change the name and just don't talk the words DVI and have somebody who's receiving your DVI sit around the coffee table and says, hey, look what I, I just got this DVI from my shop. And first of all, what? That should not be what you want people to say right away. I just got this, you know, vehicle health evaluation. Woo, let me see it. What do they say? There it is. Murray broke the code. Facility service rate. <laughs> Facility service rate, which is, a, I think, a brilliant idea on how to change the get the word labor out of the language of the consumer. But this is what we love to do on this show. Right or wrong, we're kind of brainstorming some really good, great ideas. So, guys, it comes down to explaining to the customer. So, Adam and Ryan... When you talk to the customer, do they really understand what it is that you're doing and the value that they're getting? I think it's something you have to explain with each and every person. And it's a little bit of a side of what we're talking about, but the term that I found really helps people connect it is cloud-based. Hey, we use a cloud-based system and we're going to send you a vehicle health report through this. And I think cloud-based is so common for us to talk about in our world that people really, that clicks it in. And it's not something I did. It's something one of my advisors started doing a year and a half ago. And I came out to him like cloud-based, cloud-based. Like that's so simple, but that's really what's going on. That piece helped, but I do think it's very important as I'm sure you guys do too, but to explain this to each and every person as they come in. That's yeah, genius. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> The devil is in the details, right? I mean, it's fine to name anything what you want, and that definitely certainly helps um, describe what we're doing better. However, we have to give explanations as to what we're doing, and that's really where it helps. When we when we when we tell a client that we're going to send you pictures and videos and a detailed explanation of anything that we have recommended for your vehicle, it goes a long way. And it's usually get the, oh, wow, I get pictures and, and video. And because they've ever been anywhere else, if they've got an inspection anywhere else, it's usually just the checklist. Sometimes it's on paper. And, and that's still very prevalent around here. I think we're still probably one of the only shops that perform DVIs in our area, which is, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. And, you know, it's always the explanation that is 95% of what they understand versus just the title. Industry acronyms are not for customers and clients, and we probably should stop using them as much as we do. And uh, I still, every day, uh, have to um, kind of correct uh, my front end staff about saying where tech and diag, they, they'll still use those, uh, those terms. What's the percentage of the industry that is a has adopted and is using the the features of digital vehicle inspection. I'd, I'd love to know that. And 
Is it 30 percent that you guys think of? I mean, think, think about the guys that you know in your networking. You know, I would say this. This is separate from my networking, but we do hose repair at the shop I'm at. And I've been around to 100-ish local shops in my area. And few of them even have a adequate computer system, let alone a vehicle health report. So I think when you talk in groups like this, you're talking with the top shops. You really are. And people that are listening to this are interested in being a top shop. I think there's a ton of shops that don't have anything close to this. Yep. We live in a bubble here in New York City. Uh, I'm in Queens. And uh, I mean, I've lived here my whole life. And I've been everywhere around the country. I've networked so many shops. I'm in Transformers. So I go to group meetings with great shop owners. It's a bubble. We have a lot of shop owners here that are just not leveraging anything that the industry has to offer, especially new stuff. You know, I mean, we've been doing DVIs probably since like 2012, 2013, something like that. And I literally don't know another shop around here. So if anybody's from New York and wants to connect, you know, hit me up. But uh, I don't know another shop that actually uh, leverages vehicle inspections in a digital format or, uh, you know, uh, anything of that nature. And uh, some of them are even using quite archaic like shop management softwares or none at all still. Okay. I got a tough question for you. Is it the boomers that are unwilling to adopt it or is it just the, the hobbyists that also can't see value? For us here, I think it's also a, uh, a cultural thing where we have a lot of shop owners that are, they might be from another country and they might not be as um, familiar with technology. You know, they just have a certain way of doing things that is potentially different or, you know, what we would call old school, you know, and, uh, and that's still very prevalent here. Bill Connor did chime in. He said, not enough. As I asked the question, what's the percentage? He said, not enough, but no longer an early adopter thing. And think of the leg up that you had when you did get in and on it. And still to this day, Adam, if you're the only one in your area and you have discerning customers, and another point that Bill did make, what's the perception of the customer of what we're doing here? Adam, I guess my question in Ryan, what if you stopped tomorrow doing DVIs? What would happen? People would ask right away. It's a term we've been using long enough. It's so important. They know the value. Where's my report? It does happen occasionally where an advisor writes it up. And for us, a health report is a separate line item. And it does happen occasionally and a tech gives it back and it's like, oh man, we've got to fix this. So it's not efficient, but we do the health report then. I love having a customer come in and I call them a repeat offender, you know, <laughs> a client that just keeps coming back and they'll sit down for their, their oil change appointment and hold their phone out and say, now, Clint, no whammies this time. Okay. It was all green last time. And so no whammies. And that, that probably dates myself a little bit. What we do is we set the expectation with them that this is what we're going to do because let's be honest, guys, we don't sell repairs. We don't sell fixes. We sell peace of mind. Think about that for a second. All the services that you do, we sell peace of mind. What is the greatest tool to give peace of mind? but something that is proof, data, fact, pictorial evidence, and an easy-to-read red, yellow, and green format. I love it. I could never not do DVIs now. Never, never. I mean, it's so ingrained in our processes and the way that we do things, but not only that, it's part of who we are in terms of trying to present a professional projection of who we are to our clients, to the general public. And um, I, 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 I honestly, I don't even have a answer for you other than I just can't imagine it. It's just not something that I would I would ever think that would even be possible. Okay, Adam, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, I'm going to try this thing. I've never done this before. Well, I've done it, but I've never done it 
I'm a new customer and I'm, you know, I'm standing at your counter. Hey, I heard you guys. I heard about you guys. Glad to be here. And I'm not really sure what's wrong with the car. I haven't had a look at in so long. And you say? Great. Hey, you know, welcome. And um, uh, since you've never been here, I would like to tell you that we have something where we're going to be able to take a look at your whole vehicle. We're going to be able to send you pictures and video and detailed explanations from our, uh, our technicians, and they're going to be able to tell you everything about your car that you might not know about. You know, so if you've been to other places, they haven't performed any type of service like this, whether it be you know what they call multi-point inspections, you're going to get that here. So we'll be able to show you everything, and I think you'll be really happy to see that. And by the way, also, just in case you didn't know, this gets emailed to you or texted to you, depending on which you prefer. And all you have to do is follow a link, and then you can see it right on your phone or your computer. Pictures of my car? I mean underneath it yeah absolutely it's as close as we can get to having you stand right next to our technicians uh so that they can explain the things on your vehicle that you might not know what's uh, that that's going on adam why does this matter to me like let's say for instance if you didn't know that you had an oil leak or that your ball joints or your bushings are uh are in you know in a state of disrepair uh, we're going to be able to tell you that before there's a huge problem that might affect your safety or even your wallet it's the professional thing to do. It's just like how you might go to the doctor and you would expect that they're going to tell you if there's anything that's uh, really wrong with you that they can tell from taking like your blood blood pressure or checking out whatever they do during that initial evaluation. So, um, so we try to do the same thing for you, except with your car. Thank you. It was a great role play. Thank you. Thank you so much. How'd I do Clint? You know, I, I think for your first time, wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Hey, look, no acronyms. Uh, let's call it what it is. And uh, how do we get more people in our industry? Okay. The top 20%, the top 1%, the, uh, the amazing top tier of our, of our industry does this. And why are we so far behind the curve? Hey, Murray, since you're on with us and you're out of Canada, what's going on in Canada? Is it, is it still a small percentage? I'd love to know, Murray. You know, Carm, to address the, the question that you had for the audience, like how do we get the 80% to adopt this? How do we move beyond the early adopter phase? Yeah, we're, we're decade past that, guys. This is, this is not new technology. The challenge is, is that we are in an industry that fears change. It absolutely fears change. And I, I remember when we went from OBD1 to OBD2, I worked with guys who were who freaked out when we went from carbureted to fuel injected, you know, when I started in this industry a long time ago. And this is just one more thing that I believe a lot of shop owners, uh, technicians, service advisors don't feel equipped to utilize. And it's looked at as a waste of time. It's going to make the speed of service uh, extremely slow. It's clunky. And uh, they just haven't seen what it can do for our industry. And I think in previous podcasts, you've had people on that have, have said that what this does is it it removes that veil from the, the automotive industry. There's a veil of secrecy that we work under. That's why we have the stigma of being thieves and ripoff artists because we're in a great place of influence and yet we don't prove what we say. So if you're a shop listening right now and you work on a paper-based inspection with no pictorial evidence and you present to the customer, think about it from this perspective. If, and I just do a real quick, uh, not even a role play, just a quick scenario. I tell my customer, hey, Mr. Customer, your transmission fluid, it needs to be replaced. It's, it's dirty and contaminated. All the customer has to say is, well, how dirty is it? 
you know, I look at this piece of paper and, and I can tell that my technician, he, he scratched on the, the red check mark really, really hard. So it must be really dirty. And in that moment, in that sales moment, we are forced to make an ethical decision as salespeople. If I have not physically witnessed the condition of that transmission fluid, how can I answer that question? And I can tell you that many choose to answer it unethically and say, oh, Mr. Customer, it's really bad when they haven't seen it themselves. And that right there, this is one of the things that I push for, I preach for, is how can we raise the bar of ethics in our industry? And I believe the DVI does that. So if you're a shop owner on the fence right now, if you're, nah, I don't know, it's a waste of time. Think about it from an ethical standpoint where you don't put your advisors in a position where they have to embellish to sell. All uh, What I teach my clients is say, Mr. Customer, as you can see in the vehicle health evaluation you received, the transmission fluid is black in color and in need of replacement today. So thank you for bringing up ethics, Clint. Adam, Ryan, tell us. We're not here to sell DVI. We're just here to tell the rest of the industry, get caught up. Come on, let's do this. How are we going to ever take over the world as an independent aftermarket if we don't put these tools in play? And that was my little political speech. <laughs> let's talk about a little bit of that, Anna. One of the things that I always push is tell the clients, tell the customers that it's by performing a DVI, we're, 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 we're providing transparency. I tell everybody on the team that I don't personally want anything sold without pictures, without some sort of explanation as to why something is needed. And that's what we tell our customers. We're like, we're never going to recommend anything to you without showing you and proving to you that you need it. And so, you know, if that's pictures of brakes that are obviously in need of replacement and an explanation from our technician as to why they need replacement, it's not just a tool, but absolutely it's just transparency. We have the stigma. We have the black eye of selling things that you don't need. You know, we don't do ourselves any favors. Any shop that utilizes digital vehicle inspections, utilizes any type of visual inspection process that has a good documentation uh, procedures, they're just going to be selling transparencies. And, and that's what we want. It's a kind of interesting. I obviously, in, in my role, I interview lots of automotive professionals uh, for employment here, uh, including technicians and advisors and managers. And one of the things I ask them is, hey, you know, does your shop or does your previous employment, did they perform any type of inspection process? I'll get the mixes of no's and I'll get some yeses. And then when I ask them more in-depthly, it usually comes out to some sort of informal system and there's absolutely no type of proof outside of maybe the customer being in the shop as a waiter and then bringing them out to the shop. And so I think that in terms of ethics and digital vehicle inspections, you can't run from things unless, I mean, you're going to have to make some elaborate show to sell stuff that a customer doesn't need, showing them pictures of like brakes that aren't their, their, their car. But I mean, I don't think that's the actual issue. I think really what it comes down to is we're going to be forced as an industry to actually sell and recommend the things that we can prove that our customers and clients do need. Here's my takeaway from what you just said. Transparency equals trust. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a saying that I, I, I coined a long time ago that I push for, that on every vehicle that comes in my shop, if it can be known, it will be known. And if it's known, it will be shown. And what we want our customers to have is a very clear understanding of their vehicle's overall state of health before they obligate and agree to even $1 of any repair. How dare we replace 
breaks that are nearing the minimum limit today when maybe a differential is full of chunks of metal, but you know, we don't check that. I think it's so imperative that we go as deep as possible on every car every single time for that level of transparency and trust that Adam pointed towards. Absolutely agree. You had mentioned earlier, if your state won't allow you to use the word safety, explain that to me. I happen to be on an outsider on knowing that. So I've worked with clients in uh, states uh, such as California in which the uh, the word safety is at minimum frowned upon. And so when you point towards safety and you sell sell the component that is unsafe, I have been told, again, I have not read state regulations, but I have been told even by shop owners to please don't coach that to my advisors because they can't say safety to a it customer. Could be, which it could be a liability issue is what I'm could I mean. be a liability issue. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. but at the end of the day, who, who's the expert, who's the expert that evaluates and critiques whether something is safe or not. Do we let the customer decide if it's safe? They're not the one educated in vehicle, right? That's us. Hey, kind of Clint's point here. Cause I agree with everything that's being said. And I tell customers at the beginning, I'm like, we have a bad rap this industry um, about mm-hmm. transparency. And we do, like Adam was noting, anytime there's a problem, there's a photo and there's a note about it. But the thing I think helps us, and we've just started this too, is at one tech started this on his own, is he takes a selfie at the front of someone's car. So you got mm-hmm. a Audi, he takes a f- selfie with that badge. Hey, I'm Eric. I'm your technician today. I'll be working on your car. Thanks for bringing in the JB import. People have come back to me. They don't even know Eric's name. And they've said, is the selfie guy going to work on my car today? (laughs) So I think knowing who is working on your car has a value to it too. And so this is something we're working on now where all technicians will have an introduction that's a little bit customized for each customer. I really think it is. It's it's being transparent and building that relationship. And that's a next little step there that helps. Going back to the transparency thing, I just wanted to kind of make mention of something. And maybe this is like a New York thing. I know I've said a lot of New York things. I've never trusted anybody that says, hey, you can trust me. You know, I'm honest, right? And so I think what DVIs do for you, really what it comes down to is the customers and clients come to that conclusion by themselves. You don't want to have to tell people, hey, we're honest. We're, you can trust us. We're trustworthy. It, the proof is in the pudding. You know, so we show people what they need on their cars and that is a natural byproduct. And you can't really get that in the same way unless, uh, you know, at least in a um, measurable reoccurring kind of way without having something like DVIs because customers and clients come to that conclusion by themselves. Guys, let me challenge you with a thought here. Somebody brought up this whole lawyer thing by saying the word safety could be an issue. And so safe and reliable transportation, if I spoke that or somewhere there was a sub-slogan of my company where we create safe and reliable transportation, is that an opening for a lawyer to come in and say, well, you said safe and reliable and it wasn't? That's a, a deep question. I don't have my legal counsel here with me to answer I don't either, that. yeah. <laughs> Just an opinion from Adam and Ryan, shop owners. That's tough. I had someone I did a brake inspection for five years ago, and he hit someone. This was before we were doing vehicle health reports, and he killed an old couple. And I had to go to court and um, you know, chat, testify there. And we had the documentation of what we had done, and there was no issue they could identify in the vehicle. You know, So that helped us out in that scenario, but no, no, that's not a scenario I think about because Florida is so lawless comparatively to these other places. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess, yeah, compared to New York, for sure. Um, I mean, liability is always something that is in the back of a business owner's mind, right? Especially as shop owners, because we're dealing with someone's vehicle and 
We never want to put anybody in danger, of course. And so we definitely have to be sensitive depending on where we live and operate. But I think the the best way to go about it really is uh, you, you have to have a professional process and procedure on how you're documenting your findings from uh, your inspections. Because of course, you know, when we're talking about lawyers, I mean, they're going to use anything to pick us apart, you know, if they're on the other side and, uh, you know, that's never going to change. But, you know, instead of just living in fear and not naming things, I think what's more important is really to make sure that, you know, our processes for documentation are ironclad. All of our staff, all of our team members are trained properly and we're not going to deviate from that so that if anything does ever happen, well, at least we know that we did the right thing and we're covered in terms of making sure that we're documenting everything the correct way. Wow, guys. Uh, I want to thank you all so much. Uh, I want to give you each uh, an opportunity to have a, a last word. Oh, by the way, I wanted to make a comment as a big takeaway. The brilliant idea of the selfie. I would love to know how many shop owners are doing, are saying, hey, get in front, you know, if it's a quick video or it's a picture with some words below it, that again, you talk about building a relationship. Oh, and the guy comes in the next time. He says, hey, can Pete work on my car? You know, I really liked him. He looks like he did a great job. He told me everything I needed to know on that car. Well, we've had Google reviews that mention that guy's name. And Eric did such a great job on my car. Nobody ever did that before because they didn't, or it was rare, right? That they knew the text name. It's the guy behind the curtain. Nobody gets a chance to know. He's pulling every right lever to send you to Kansas. <laughs> that was absolutely a great, I, um, I made a mental note of that. I'm going to pose to the team. I mean, uh, we got some shy guys that work here, but um, you know, I think, I think that's a really cool little thing that you're doing. When I go to meetings and I'm hanging out with a bunch of independents, I do ask the question, how many here are doing, you know, legit, real, cloud-based digital vehicle inspections? There's 20 guys in the room, five hands go up. And then bold old Carm will go and say to somebody across the room, so why aren't you doing it? <laughs> That's what I do, right? I'm not selling software. I'm just curious and I want to know. And you know what I hear, guys? Uh, my guys won't do it. And then I say, who owns the business? Obviously, the owner's not sold on its power value. And to my point, if anybody is struggling with that, just let your people listen. Have a lunch and learn. Let them listen to this episode or watch this episode and let them go through the entire thing. Buy them lunch and sit down and say, we're not leaving until we go to the end. And then I want to discuss what we just heard. Look at these top shop operators rocking and rolling. What did we say just two days ago in a meeting? You know, we're not sure our relationships are strong enough with our customers. Well, what do we need to do about it? And it's not like you have to buy and spend and learn and train on the digital vehicle inspection piece of software, but think of the residual value that you get from that investment. We're a high-tech industry. Why aren't we using a cloud-based high-tech thing? Simply outside of this discussion, I mean, for shop owners, you're just going to make more money. Why don't you do it? It's better yeah. for everybody anyway. We could talk for hours on how, why we do it, how ethical it is, how great it is for our clients and, and our internal operations, but you just make more money. So do it. That's it. Adam, I love you. This is great. <laughs> He's just telling you straight up, guy, without slapping you in the face. He just nicely told you you're going to make more money. And listen to the stats that we constantly hear about where the average repair order goes when you stop and spend some time and pay attention. Thanks for those last words of yours, Ryan. Any anything? Any final last words? I think all those details matter. And Clint's kind of shifted my focus a little bit today about maybe how I do it. But I wanted to add at the end, because you guys 
liked it, but the guy with the selfie has a $200 average repair order higher than the other two technicians he works next to. And he's wow. not any better. It's just how he does it. Oh my God. I mean, come on, man. Thank you. There's another big drop. Clint, sum this up for us, man. We started this conversation with the intent of unpacking standardization of a term. Why should we or shouldn't we call it a DVI? And if not a DVI, then what? And there's been a number of things thrown out. They're all great points, valid stuff. I want to point towards something, and maybe this will be uh, a to-be-continued dot, 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 is uh, shop owner Keith Katz from York, York, Pennsylvania made a comment here quite a while ago that Essentially, I'll summarize that we need a standardization process for the inspection in our industry. Have you ever had a client come into your shop that has previously been to other shops and the other shop where you can tell the quality of the work was terrible? You can tell that, that they just missed the mark severely. And, and you being the better high level top 2% shop, well, you can say, obviously, we do things better. Reverse those roles for a minute. If your inspection process is lacking, whatever you call it, if it's lacking, that car, that customer will end up somewhere else one day. And if they put your process to shame, whether you're using a digital inspection, whether you're still stuck on paper, I think it's it's pause for thought and reconsideration on how we do things. So I would, again, just encourage the industry. It's time. Let's do this for all the right reasons. Thanks, Clint. I think it's absolutely worth having the dot, dot, dot continuation. Keith Katz said specifically, this is one of our issues in this industry. Every shop has their own idea of what a DVI is. We all need to come together on this. You know, I guess it was a competitive advantage to have this early on, the early adopter syndrome. But now, if it gets too loosey-goosey, it's it won't have value for anybody. I mean, you have to build and, and create it on your own, which is cool, and I love it. You know, Ryan sharing his idea about the selfie idea. But if our customers end up not uh, seeing a value in what we're doing, then everybody does it differently. It may not be sticky enough to make us an alternative to the dealer. It's a great point. Oh, guys, thank you so much for being here. Clint White. Coaching with Integrity, Service Advisor, Coach, and Shop Consultant. Thank you for this. So appreciate it. Ryan Von Steinen, General Manager, JB Import Automotive Repair in St. Petersburg, FLA, the state that has no laws. Adam Liu in the state that has all kinds of laws from Essential <laughs> Auto Care, Middle Village, New York, with three locations. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks, Carmen. Thank you. Thanks, Carm. Thanks, guys. It was awesome. Ryan, I was dying when you were saying, well, Clint puts it so, you know, Clint, whatever Clint says, yeah, because Clint could probably read to me like an owner's manual to like a wash machine, and I would just be like hanging on every word. Like, it's the, yes. your delivery, your voice, I'm always like, yes. Yeah. Some people are made to speak, right? Like, there's yeah. just people you realize, yeah. Let me tell you Literally. something. Clint is so good with his delivery, it's annoying. It's oh, like, it's man, like, it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, I, 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 I gotta stop listening to this guy, you know? <laughs> He'll talk to me into anything, this one. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, you should, darn it. Yes, you should. Oh, my God. Well, Trace, 
If you can't sleep at night, you have to play Clint's episodes. I know. I'm just going to keep it on roll. And it'll be, a, I'll be like, Clint, just read these tax forms to me. <laughs> right to sleep. From heading three points to first section. Are you claiming as an independent or dependent? Married filing jointly. <laughs> Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.